coming up in this episode. The meeting that we have at the beginning of the week, I'd call, is, a, is really about setting the tone for the week. What are we going to do? What are we going to achieve? And then at the end of the week, when we, we reconvene, that's about celebrating successes. That's about talking about what we've done, talking about the great work we've done, talking about where clients uh, have praised us, and just encouraging everyone to share information and share intelligence. That really keeps that teamwork and that team spirit going um, very strongly amongst everyone. That was Jeff Watt from City-based communications consultancy, Green Target. In a few minutes, he's joined by Joint Managing Director Dafina Grapci-Penny and my co-host, Simon Quarrenden, to discuss managing creative teams during this prolonged lockdown period. I'm Dom Hawes, and you're listening to Marketing Trek, the podcast for professional people with a passion for marketing and communications. Each episode, we seek to sneak under the skin of a business issue to bring you original opinion, thought leadership, and tips and tricks on what really works. You can get involved too by visiting our website at martrekpodcast.com and signing the guestbook or reviewing our podcast. We'll share details of how you can do that at the end of today's show. We thought long and hard before committing to this as a subject for our podcast because so much time has already been given to how people are dealing with, how they're coping with, and how they're working through this COVID-19 crisis. But last week, Dufina, who we're about to speak to, sent us a report outlining that people may be able to deal with lockdown now, but there might be longer-term side effects that management might need to be aware of. We wanted to explore these, and that's how we got to today's podcast. So, Simon and I are very pleased to welcome Jeff Watt and Dufina Grapci-Penny to the show. Before we start, let's get some context. Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about Green Target? So Green Target is a, a corporate communications consultancy uh, serving the needs of the global financial services industry based in the city of London, employing 20 people. Dafina, let's get stuck into the meat of the issue now. Uh, last week, we had a mild relaxation of the lockdown rules, but the reality for businesses like yours and mine is that we're living in this lockdown for quite some time yet. And I guess so far we've been luckier than most because our businesses haven't been forcibly closed but it has been a little bit tough. We have had to adapt pretty quickly. It hasn't been easy, particularly, I think, because creativity is kind of a team sport and team working is hard when everyone's locked away at home. So thinking about that, what lessons have you guys learned so far? I think one thing that the, the crisis has highlighted is that uh, we hadn't appreciated how much our younger team members in particular relied on the office environment in terms of kind of support, guidance, but also for their general well-being. And so uh, a lot of them are currently uh, working either at their family homes, uh, for, for those who have been lucky enough to be able to go and stay with their parents. But of course, we mustn't forget that many young people, particularly those who work in London, perhaps are sharing flats with other people. So we have to be really mindful of, of their working environment from home. That's a really interesting point. I guess it's so easy for leaders who are later on in their careers, you know, they may have more space at home to miss the realities of home working for those who are flat sharing or don't necessarily have so much space. Given you're mindful of the issue and your teams have managed to do something about it, let's open out our discussion to think about collaboration. A few moments ago, I mentioned that marketing communications is a team sport. Jeff, how are you and Dafina promoting collaboration? Well, it's a really important part of everything we do. Our culture within Green Target is about inclusion. We work as teams to serve the needs of our clients. So we are spending a lot of time at the moment putting in place those structures that allow people to still work as teams. We encourage client teams to spend time 
each day talking to each other, using video to do that. You can often find in a, an office environment, it's a great place for information to be shared. And, and what we're doing is encouraging people to share that information, to, to talk to each other. We are putting in place uh, regular meetings. We do video calls at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week so that that intelligence is shared, so people know what's going on, to encourage that teamwork, to encourage people to work together and still talk to each other. The meeting that we have at the beginning of the week, our call, is, a, is really about setting the tone for the week. What are we going to do? What are we going to achieve? And then at the end of the week, when we, we reconvene, that's about celebrating successes. That's about talking about what we've done, talking about the great work we've done, talking about where clients uh, have praised us, and just encouraging everyone to share information and share intelligence. That really keeps that teamwork and that team spirit going um, very strongly amongst everyone. Okay, Simon, you've run big teams in your career. You've got a really good people ahead as well. So as the lockdown rules change, as they have this week, it's kind of becoming clear that we're not able simply to go back to the office and pick up where we all were on the 20, uh, 20th of March. You've lived and worked through recessions, depressions, dips, downers, shocks, crashes, and more. What advice can you give us from your experience? Oh, that's, that's a tricky one because, you know, I have never in my lifetime seen anything of this magnitude. And therefore, to a certain extent, I am as unprepared as anybody else. I mean, having said that, we have had some interesting times in the past 30 years. And I have to say, in terms of Green Target, I know that that is an agency that works particularly hard at Team Spirits. And it's that cohesion that they've invested in in the past that's going to be the glue that's going to keep that particular agency together. So, you know, I have no worries for Green Target because the two MDs have worked so hard on creating that team spirit. And it really does, it glues the business together. And in tough times, it's the strength of that glue that keeps everything together. I, I, I agree with what Simon is saying there about Green Target. I think what we have done over the years, myself and Davina, is spend a lot of time being part of the team. We work with colleagues. We we want to develop them. We spent time providing intel and insights and helping them become great PR people. And so what we're doing now in terms of the inclusive behavior we're trying to encourage, that we're leading, the emotional intelligence we try to show, the care, the support, um, and all the communication, that's not something we've had to necessarily suddenly just try and become people who can do that. It's in our DNA. We've always done that. So, And it feels very believable, I think, for our people. They know we've always been like that. And I think it's just now an extension of doing it remotely as opposed to in the office. We want them to understand, and this is very much the case, that we are all in this together. In the current climate, marketing is hard. But do you know what isn't hard? Making sure you never miss an episode of your favourite podcast. So tap the follow button on your podcast and you'll never miss out on the latest episodes of Unicorny or Marketing Difference. You can even go back and listen to our back catalogue of amazing episodes. If you do that please leave us a review. It would mean so much. So one of the things I found interesting about how things are changing is that we're all working harder than ever before. And that absolutely concurs with the anecdotal evidence I have from the people I know. Everyone's absolutely at it. Stress levels seem to be up and team is one thing and management is one thing, but the way that individuals react to the circumstance is totally different. And in the discussion that we were having, which is why I wanted to talk about this subject, particularly on the podcast today, is that individuals are placing more pressure on themselves than they need to. And they are thinking that they need to behave in a certain number of ways because of the environment that we're in. Dafina, you started this whole discussion. Can you, can you talk to that point for me? 
Sure. I mean, I started the discussion. I was quite encouraged by the additional three hours of, of work being done a day. So that, that got me excited, obviously, until I read the report and understood that obviously there are long-term repercussions from that kind of behavior and whether that is sustainable or not in the, in the long run. So in short, yes, I do agree that individuals, even though in the past we have had remote work, working practices in place, there is definitely more of a degree of accountability, I feel, when people are uh, working remotely. So everyone feels like they have to be available at all times, responsive at all times, because they can't be in another meeting or, or be doing something else, which is why we've tried to vary what we do within our work. And it's quite helpful that initiatives such as the Selby Anderson College, for example, have been put in place to allow people to while still be part of the team and still do things together with the team, take them away from perhaps the daily demands of their work. So looking to acquire new skills, not just obviously professional skills, but also skills that they would find enjoyable in their in their spare time. I think just to, to add to that as well, and to the point that we were discussing earlier, I think it is so important that people do set the parameters around their working day. I do feel that people because they're out of sight, not in the office, they feel they can't take a break at all. If they don't answer a call immediately, they'll be looked upon in such a way as to, well, you're not working. And that's not the case. Of course, we don't think of our people like that. We know they're working. We can see they're working because we see their output. So it's really important. We've really tried to impress this on our team that they don't start too early. As long as the work gets done in the deadlines that it's agreed to be delivered by either to the other team members or to the client, that's really all that matters. So if they need to take time, perhaps if they would say to us during the day, well, actually, I might need to take some time off now. I need a break. They need that downtime. We, we would encourage that. We, we want people to understand that we're not watching them like that. It's about output. It's not about the time they spend sitting at their desk and that they, sh- they do need to find those parameters, create a space, which is in the morning before they start work. And at the end of the day, they have to finish their working day, getting outside, taking a break, fresh air, a walk, anything like that is absolutely essential. And we, we really encourage our people to do that. I can see in probably five, 10 years, children turning around to their parents and saying, so tell me how this used to work. So you, you used to commute up to, and, and you'd sit in an office all day in a room with a bunch of other people and do essentially what you're doing now, uh, but you just do it in the middle of London. Why did you do that? And what we're seeing is the transformation. Obviously, the reason we did that was because that was where the IT was and that's where all the business services were. And that was your place of work. And by next year, we're going to see this sort of loosening, this flexibility. And of course, you know, the office itself will begin in the future, will be the work club. That's where you'll go to, to meet your colleagues, to share ideas, to kind of, you know, shoot the breeze. But your place of work will be if you're fortunate enough to work at home. And of course, the young people go to work for other reasons. But, but they'll realise, I think, that actually it can get a hell of a lot done by sitting at home. So Simon, what you're actually saying there, given that we're speaking today to uh, two of the city's top communicators is short transport stocks, <laughs> short uh, commercial real estate stocks, <laughs> and pile into technology, right? I'm saying if you've got shares in Regis, mm, uh, mm. or even worse, yeah, other other mm. unnamed work. You know, um, you know, there will, of course, there'll always be a requirement for, for work, but there's all kind of concept of, of you know, one desk per person. It, that's gone. But equally... We've got to try and ensure that for young people that, that, that what they're doing now is, is approximates and looks, resembles something pretty close to the current work environment. It's going to be difficult. We've got to find the, the balance between 
you've got to be at your desk at nine o'clock and finish at 5.30, as opposed to we don't care when you do the work, as long as the work gets done, you can do it at three o'clock in the morning if you want to. It, we've got to find the bit in the middle. So when we talk about teams, we, we usually, and we talk about clients, we talk about being an extension of the in-house teams. And I think one interesting phenomenon during this period is that ironically, because our clients are away from the distractions of their own workplace, we have actually been able to be closer to our clients because they are relying on us as being part of their team a lot more. So all the things that we said before in terms of kind of support and sharing ideas and being in constant contact, you know, finding, doing video conferences and WhatsApp chats and then Teams calls and so forth, that actually extends to our clients as well. So one upside of this has been that we have actually become even closer to our clients than we have ever been. Uh, actually, that point around relationships that Davina makes is, a, is well made. And I think as an extension of that, it's allowed us to show a more human side with our clients. So we can talk more empathetically. We can talk about more than just work. We can talk about their lives, their families, because they want to talk about things other than just work at the moment. So it has been able enabled us to deepen those relationships and to, and to move them onto a new level, which which will only pay dividends in the long term as we if we've shown there is more to our relationship than just being able to to work for them. So I think that's a really important upside for us as well. Thanks, guys. Well, we're running out of time, but just before we go. Um, I want to throw a fastball at you. Okay, so let's say COVID ends, the lockdown on COVID ends next week. How many of your staff do you think wants to go back to the office, Davina? I'd say half. Jeff? I'd say a little bit higher. And I certainly know one or two who probably quite happily stay at home. But I think I think a lot of people, the culture, being part of the team, being in the office is a big thing for us. So I think a lot of people are very keen to come back. How long that will last, of course, the novelty may wear thin. But I think a, a good number will want to come back. We hope. I'd just like to say a very big thank you to both Jeff and Davina for joining us for such an interesting interview. As I said before that interview, a lot of time has already been devoted to how to manage people and how to cope with this virus. So it is hard to find an original and interesting viewpoint. But guys, you smashed it. Simon, Dafina mentioned the Selby Anderson College there during one of her points, but our listeners won't know anything about the college. Yeah, so we were concerned, as you know, we began to see what we felt were slightly worrying signs where the younger people were beginning to feel isolated. We all come to work for different reasons, and for the younger people, it was much about being part of the community. So we wanted to uh, obviate some of the downsides of isolation. I also generally felt that all that time that people were not going to be spending commuting or queuing up for coffees or teas or lunches could be well spent. And we genuinely wanted to take a positive out of this dreadful, dreadful situation. So we came up with the online college. And it's a really simple idea. The idea is that all the time that people were spending commuting could now be spent studying a skill. And we came up with two skills. One is work-related, and that has obvious benefits to the company. Uh, But one is non-work related, and we're giving everybody the opportunity in a very structured way to spend 12 weeks studying those two skills. And and it's been a great success. Over 60% of the workforce have signed up for it. We have a third party that's providing some academic rigor. So they have weekly or bi-weekly calls with everybody, and everybody has to keep what's called a reflective diary. And it's going really well. And we hope at the end of the 12 weeks, we're going to have a graduation ceremony and everybody will get a certificate of attendance. 
And the the range of skills that people are studying is truly amazing. The non-work-related skills is fascinating. So one one member of staff is studying sign language. Uh, We've got cake baking, the fair sprinkling of languages, mindfulness, an absolute plethora of subjects. But of course, the work-related skills are wonderful as well, because at the end of 12 weeks, people are going to come back to the office with existing skills either heightened or having acquired some new skills which directly benefit the agency. So we're really excited about it. I think it's going to be great. Simon, that is all we have time for today. So thank you, everybody, for listening. If you've enjoyed today's show, please tell us. And why not subscribe to our podcast by going to martrekpodcast.com or finding us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Podchaser, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and all sorts of other good podcast outlets. Simply search for Marketing Trek or Martrek and hit the subscribe button. Big thank yous to all of those who have subscribed recently. And I am talking to you. Tish, Robbie, Claudia, Barbara, Denny, Lucille, Winston, Carrie, Orville, Myra, Dwayne, Thomas, Eric, Kenneth, and Cylon. Even bigger thank yous to those people who reviewed us and given us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I'm talking to you, Adhad, Dan, Library Hound, Andy the Boy, and you, anonymous voters too. Thank you for listening, and until next time, that's a wrap. Marketing Trek is brought to you by Selby Anderson.